Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 391. We've got a great guest on the show, folks. This is going to be a great interview. It's going to be multi-layered. It's, we've got Matt Hogue with Hug, us. Hogue, yep. Hug. Sorry, Matt Hogue. It's okay. Uh, um, with us. Uh, Matt, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Uh, I am a, a nonprofit educator and consultant, uh, largely in fundraising, but doing a lot of work across the nonprofit uh, uh, sector. I've uh, been doing this for about 30 some years and uh, opened up a new platform for education in nonprofits called nonprofit.courses. And uh, so far, 350, actually more than 350 courses up there in a variety of disciplines from accounting all the way across to whatever Z would be in nonprofits. <laughs> that sounds great. And I've got my co-host come back from a, from a little break. Cindy, you'd like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers. Hello, everyone. Cindy Nicholson here from thecoursewhisperer.com. So I uh, help people who want to create online courses, but uh, need a little help making it happen. And And she's featured on nonprofit.courses. There you go. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a WordPress-focused development and marketing agency that specializes in building courses with Lifter, LMS, and LearnDash specifically and if you got fed up with your present SaaS solution and you're looking for the freedom and flexibility of WordPress we're the we're the company for you and so, I, I can say that I'm a you'll when you go to nonprofit.courses you'll see a lifter uh, LMS demonstration <laughs> that wasn't intended here it was just kind of something we had <laughs> So what we're going to do, folks, what we're going to be discussing in the show is Matt's um, experience of building a, um, a platform um, which sells courses not only for himself but for other people as well using open source software. His experience with non-profits, the specific requirements they have, um, and also you know writing for the web and writing content that is suitable for a website that does engage and drive people to your website in general, and specifically if you have a learning management system or membership site. So it should be a a feature-rich discussion. So, Matt, um, so how long have you been running um, non-profit dot courses, and why did you start it? Why, why, what, what, what? was the need that you saw that you were going to help with? Yeah, so uh, it's been up a little less than a year. And uh, it, it actually, uh, in some respects, was accidental, at least to find the URL. I was looking for something else and saw that uh, uh, .courses was a, what they call a top-level domain, like .org and .com. And what do you know? Nonprofits wasn't taken, and now it is. Uh, and I w- originally, uh, in fact, got involved with uh, Lifter LMS and uh, looking uh, to do my own course uh, because I... I saw 
that a lot of people were out there who were looking for good information and didn't have either the time, the resources um, to go to a conference or take a graduate program. And I teach in a lot of graduate programs. I teach uh, fundraising and nonprofit management in, I've taught in four different programs. And yet that's a, that's a serious commitment. Even going to a seminar these days or going to a local uh, professional association conference is a real commitment to take the time out of your day and uh, to pay the money and to to do all that. And, And, you know, it's not like I don't want people to do these things. I really think those are important. But when your boss shows up at your desk today and says, by next week, I want to have a social media plan on my desk, you don't have time to wait for that conference. You need to get that stuff now. And so the idea is to go directly to a one-stop shop where you're going to have a variety of voices and be able to grab the content you need that's going to help you with that. And the same is true if you have uh, volunteers you need to ramp up on some particular skill or if you have a board, you know, you're going to have a board meeting coming up and you want to talk about plan giving and you want everybody to be on the same page with that. Well, there's a, there are more than enough videos on our site to talk about plan giving that a good executive director can pick out a, some key ones to have uh, to uh, get that conversation started. So the, the, it's just this on-demand learning opportunity, and also at uh, so yeah, a lot of the courses on nonprofit courses are for sale uh, from a pretty broad price range, from like ten bucks to. or something, maybe even more. On the other hand, a chunk of the content, uh, I'm committed to having at least 50% of the content free uh, because it's important, A, to support the nonprofit sector, and uh, and there's a lot of good stuff out there that people have that they're offering, and I want to kind of tie it all together. Yeah, Yeah, please. So um, just to follow through your question before I throw over to Cindy is, um, yeah, why WordPress? Why Lyft LMS? Why did you choose that rather than a fully SaaS like Kajabi or Teachable? Why why mm. open source and why Lyft LMS? Well, uh, I'll tell you, it started with my son. Um, he uh, kind of got me into uh, WordPress, but then once I I discovered how how flexible it was, the ability to add plugins if I needed to, um, add some uh, some design. And, and, you know, it was a gradual thing. Believe me, when I first looked at it, it was like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> and then <laughs> I started adding all the parts together and it really made a lot of sense to me. Uh, I did some research and discovered Lifter. I felt really good about it. Um, uh, I, uh, I had a chance to talk to uh, the the leadership of the company a little bit. And I, I had some assurance that, you know, it wasn't going away anytime soon. And uh, it was a bit of an investment, uh, not huge, but, you know, um, uh, it was, I had to uh, kind of jump in on it. And uh, that's really worked out well too, because it, it divides the courses out from posts and from pages and other, and membership um, uh, as well. Uh, so it really had the flexibility. Now, I will tell you, I have used LMSs. My experience with LMS has been the academic world with things like Brightspace and Moodle and Blackboard. And uh, there's another one I'm forgetting. But uh, and, and I found that those and things like them were too complicated for what I wanted to do. There was a real balance between, between sophistication uh, that I didn't want that actually some of them, uh, I won't mention the name of uh, one I actually started with, that was that forced 
me to be to have certain uh, features that I didn't want. Whereas Lifter, I was able to opt out of some things and make it a cleaner site, which I was really looking for. That and and I wasn't looking for the academic, you know, um, what I had to build uh, for the teaching I had done, you know, in a university. Oh, that's fantastic, Cindy. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't know if you've had a nonprofit on, on the podcast before, Jonathan. I have, I've only been around for a year, Matt. So um, he's sure. been, John, Jonathan's been around for a long time. But, um, I, I can, can you tell? Can you tell? Yeah, um. <laughs> exactly. But I'm curious about this nonprofit world. In sure. Terms, you know, so if we have people who are listening to this uh, podcast, you know, they may have courses themselves. Mm-hmm. Why should people look to the, you know, the nonprofit world? What's the opportunity in the nonprofit world? Actually, they, that environment? I'd be happy to. I'll tell you, there is a lot of opportunity out there. And, you know, it's, I was just, so I'm teaching a class right now and I was grading a paper, of, you know, final paper. And uh, this fella said that he has to convince his leadership that nonprofit doesn't equal poverty. <laughs> because a lot of people think that and it's not the case uh and in like i i'm in philadelphia right and in philadelphia the biggest employers in the city are nonprofits, and we're talking about three major universities a lot of significant schools after that a couple of health systems an insurance company um there and and, and of course then there's a the big social service agencies right and so the nonprofit world is bigger than one thinks um and the and just like a for-profit, uh, you know, you can go from what is effectively a sole proprietor, although that's not quite how it's organized, to a major corporate structure on the other end. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of good opportunity out there, uh, especially in education, uh, to uh, get people up and running on things. Healthcare has really done well with this. I mean, having a healthcare management degree is is normal these days uh, where the doctors used to run the hospitals right now the healthcare managers do and uh, the rest of the nonprofit field is is really getting into that and um, I mean the last 10 15 years uh, you see uh, a lot more good solid education for that but back to my point earlier there's always that gap in there where people need to be able to grab stuff quickly um, and that's for folks who are doing courses, that's a major opportunity. Uh, It's also, honestly, good content marketing. Uh, One of the things that I find is a lot of my folks who are, uh, have courses on uh, on my site are doing it. uh, They they provide, one of the rules of my site is it has to be educational, no infomercials. But uh, even within those rules, they're providing some really solid information, good education. And uh, then uh, they, they do it because people pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, now I want to work with you on whatever that is uh, more. Uh, and then the other and kind of the, the backwards part of this is I had one person tell me that he's going to put up videos on the, on the site because he wants to not look like a bad guy to customers who can't afford what he does. And in other words, he, he wants to be able to refer them to the videos and say, you know, listen, you're not quite as big as I want you, I want to work with uh, or I can work with, uh, but here, go here first and really ramp up on this and, and that'll get you started. And so he looks like a hero as opposed to somebody who just doesn't want to bother with the small stuff. Uh, but no, the nonprofit world is actually... Uh, 
Oh, gosh. Uh, in the U.S., uh, and, well, and there's a distinction here. In the U.S., there's, um, uh, what, a million, 500,000 or something nonprofits out there, which translates into uh, several hundreds of thousands of uh, volunteers and employees. Um, but there's also the what uh, the rest of the world... Uh, the, with those are charities to the rest of the world. In the United States terms, you're 501c3s. There is a class of nonprofits that aren't charities, that are the um, uh, the mutual insurance companies, that are the credit unions, that are the chambers of commerce, that are the cemetery corporations. And uh, these um, don't receive charitable gifts, but they but they do get um, uh, charitable be- they get benefit through the nonprofit codes worldwide. This isn't just an American thing. And uh, so you can work with nonprofits at any number of levels in any number of ways and get a lot of benefit out of it. As yeah. A yeah I, I, well, I just think the online medium is just such a great opportunity for the, for the nonprofit industry just because of the access to the information is so much easier and it's not necessarily people who are there for longer long term either well and actually one other thing that comes to mind is i had a a friend of mine with a software company who does a lot of social media tell me that the best time for them if for getting people looking at their social media is on saturday night which totally blew her away. It's like, why is this? And the answer, I think, is we postulated that it is because nonprofit people work a lot of long hours and do and work a lot of odd hours. And so they're not going to open it up on t- at Tuesday at 10 o'clock when they're at the desk. They're going to be on the living room couch looking at it on Saturday night. Yeah, that's interesting. Jonathan? Yeah, yeah I think it's a fantastic um, idea because... Um, I, like what you said, you know, a lot of these non-profits, they're volunteers or they're people that haven't had an enormous amount of experience about various aspects involved in running a non-profit effectively and having one place to go to and having um, a number of separate courses around other subjects is just a fantastic idea, Matt. Um what has been some of the things you've learned in the over the year that have surprised you about building something like this in the community that you that have surprised you? Well, I I don't know surprised or not, but I really had had to become much more efficient with how I do the processes. Uh, one of the things you know I pitch my students all the time. And I'll say, here is uh, uh, Michael Gerber's uh, The E-Myth, right? And systematizing things and making it happen. And I've really had to do that. Uh, My approach to uh, working with courses initially was to take everything kind of in and divvy it out uh, in uh, modules, uh, as if you would use this uh, program, modules equal courses. And uh, I, I found that that was just highly inefficient. I had to um, actually connect out and do what I call direct connect. So a lot of the, most of the courses now, what you'll find in, on the site, will connect directly to somebody's website, uh, whoever the host is, whether they, they have it on YouTube, they have it on their web, own website. Maybe they're unteachable or whatever. Uh, to um, uh, and that just makes it much more e- efficient for me to get the material up and uh, not have to engage a lot of people in doing it. I have a couple of people who help. I have a, a wonderful woman in Scotland who does some work for me. Um, but uh, it's um, you, 
just, but you just got to be much more efficient. So that was one of the things. Um, I think um, uh, I have a lot of connections in the um, uh, in the fundraising world, and so uh, things got kind of skewed that way. And I've been building connections in other aspects of um, nonprofit management, and that's been really good. Uh, the uh, one thing you'll find, uh, and kind of back to your comment about uh, running nonprofits, is that the people who are engaged in nonprofits, and this is almost like any small business in some respects, are really good at the thing, whatever their mission is, right? So uh, if they're um, a social worker, they are really into being a social worker. And then they were kind of unexpectedly often put into uh, the, the capacity of being executive director, and they're a social worker first. <laughs> <laughs> and so they got to figure out all this other stuff. So I, I like to characterize them as uh, as intelligent, very intelligent actually, but but newbies to whatever they're doing to what uh, what it is, and um, and then they gain experience, of course, over time with that. And my mission is to kind of ramp them up more quickly. Um, and uh, and I found some good um, interest in that. Um, Right now, I, uh, I I am a bit of a uh, content vacuum cleaner, so uh, <laughs> I've been sucking up content uh, to have on the site and and to assure people uh, that this is good for them as a business as well as for the nonprofits. Um, and I think that's uh, uh, that's important. Uh, and and the idea here is to build a community where. Uh, I, I think of it as the, uh, you know, every time you drive down and you see a Home Depot, you're going to see a Lowe's. If you see a McDonald's, you're going to see a Burger King across the street, right? They're competitors, but why are they close to each other? Because they bring in more business for each other. And uh, and I think folks are starting to wake up to that and say, yeah, you know, I, if I if I my content is out there in on my own site getting you know uh, uh, ten or fifteen hits you know views right, but if I'm in with everybody else now it's funneling into getting many more views because they're there to look at other things and they're going to pick up oh hey there's an interesting one and go see theirs too, so a bit of a marketplace. Fantastic. We're going to go for our break. We will be coming back in a few moments. So we're going to be discussing with Matt some more about his own journey and about the, the non-profit world. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up-to-date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had an interesting discussion about a unique platform that Matt's been building in the non-profit world using Lifter LMS, one of my favorite um, learning management plugins in the WordPress ecosystem. Um, Cindy, got a question? I do. So, so you don't have to be a non-profit company to post courses on your site. Is that? Oh, of course. Correct? Yes, you're right. You're exactly right. In fact, most, <laughs> I don't know that I have anybody, uh, any non-profits yet as uh, content providers. Yeah, so that's why I think this opportunity is so cool because it could be anybody. So, so tell me about what kind of um, topics 
do you think nonprofit companies would benefit from? And what are some of the more popular um, courses that you found that people are investing in? Yeah, uh, uh, anything that's on the site has to be connected to nonprofits of in some way. It's not necessarily um, that it, I, it's best if it's speaking directly to them, but there are a lot of related things that cross over a lot of things like uh, some HR issues uh, or, um, uh, it, I don't know, it's general management organizational dynamic things, which people really benefit from. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the... Um, uh, I'm seeing a lot of interest in starting nonprofit material. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of interest in uh, boards and board training. Um, and that uh, uh, could be a group dynamic things. Uh, it could be uh, the kind of the, the basics of 101, what a board is. Uh, fundraising, rev- well, let me, let me broaden that. Revenue generation is really important because it doesn't have to be fundraising. Uh, A lot of nonprofits, in fact, actually one of the secrets in the nonprofit world is that fundraising is not the primary revenue source for most nonprofits. It's usually fee for service. So if you uh, do something that talks about how to get more patients in the door or how to um, bring in more clients of one way or another, that's really important. Um, in my marketing courses and, and even in fundraising, I talk about uh, that business is a one-to-one. We're gonna, uh, I'm giving you a pencil, you give me a nickel, where a uh, nonprofit is a, I give you a pencil and then somebody else gives me the nickel. <laughs> so it's a, a kind of a trilateral relationship. And in that case, then the customers are different. And so the marketing is different. And marketing is another thing that uh, um, nonprofits really benefit from knowing about. So yeah, there's a lot of... Um, uh, topics uh, like that, uh, a lot of uh, niches that are specifically nonprofit focused, but then a lot of them that are more broad that can be brought to the benefit of the nonprofit world. Yeah, and and as you say, you know, the people who might be leading the nonprofit may not have expertise mm. in some of these other areas. So if if you have if you're able to ramp that up, that can be ben- beneficial for them. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about um, building websites, uh, you know, and WordPress and and all that. Well, I mean, that would be perfect for this because so many nonprofits uh, are building their own websites, are figuring out uh, what, in fact, I was just on the phone with somebody who uh, was talking to me about that. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's one of those broader skills that can really be brought to bear. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan. So also, do you um, see a big um, um, possibility um, with Nonprofits with their own requirements to train and get up to speed volunteers and other people in their organization. Yeah, uh, I think there is. Um, well, first of all, there's professional certifications, and uh, some of my uh, the material on the site is actually qualifies for professional certification points or credits or whatever their organization is calling them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, some internal professional development that way is good. Uh, I actually uh, would welcome, um, I don't have any yet, but something I've been uh, playing with is uh, to for an organization to put their material on the site uh, and have it uh, free for those people within it and then maybe paid and money would go to the organization for specific in-house kind of training, uh, whether it... Um, uh, might be certain protective services training or, you know, whatever it is, uh, so that they can actually benefit from that uh, as well as the other people who might take it. So, uh, yeah, there is uh, there is really good opportunity that way uh, for internal training 
for the staff, for sure. Oh, that's great. So, what do you? What? Do, how do you hope to? What's your next steps in your plan? What do you hope um, to build out in the near and in the next year, maybe? Well, uh, like I said earlier, I'm being a bit of a content vacuum cleaner. So what I'm really trying to suck up as much content into the site as possible. And really what I'm looking to do is build viewership. I want folks to kind of have a pretty good viewership now. I want to get a lot of viewers, a lot of people coming through. I I really want to make this work. And eventually, uh, we didn't talk about revenue model, but perfectly open to it. The revenue comes from uh, affiliate connections with providers, right, who are, who are charging, uh, and then eventually for advertising. I'd like to see uh, folks who want to connect into the nonprofit world be able to put up advertising and get known through their presence on nonprofit.courses. I think that will benefit, uh, that, that'll keep the free courses free, but also will uh, benefit the nonprofits because they'll see certain vendors out there that they want to connect with one way or another. So, uh, so yeah, getting just building the uh, con- uh, the content and then the viewership is where this is all going right now. Oh, that's fantastic. So as I say, click early and often. <laughs> so Cindy? Yeah, so just to follow up with that, I guess because you kind of have two different types of, of customers, so to speak. You yeah. have the people who are want to, you want to post courses on your website, but also yes. then you want the nonprofit organizations to come to your site to buy the courses. So you see them, them, right. So, so how do you manage all of that? Because there, there's kind of almost two different people that you need to attract to your site. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, most of my content right now, with a couple of exceptions, I've had, I'm starting now to have people come to me and say, hey, this is really cool. I want to put something up, which is great. But uh, most of my social media, my emails and all that is going to people who are, who are potential viewers. Um, I also have a, um, uh, actually the first one is in the queue and others are coming, uh, for the content experts, uh, some social media and other things out there for that. I, I put out a, um, uh, weekly, uh, sometimes, uh, semi-weekly, twice a week, uh, something I call new course alerts, which tells folks what new things are on the site to, you know, kind of engage them that way. Uh, but, uh, I've been, um, I've been trolling YouTube. I've been um, doing uh, other things. Uh, I have a couple other clients for some other projects, and I happen to type in like uh, one Seven Faces of Philanthropy, which is a a big um, nonprofit um, uh, fundraising book from years ago. Uh, I wanted to refer somebody to it, and I was looking for a, a summary, and then I found out, oh well, these people are putting on have done a video on that, so I'm going to contact them directly and uh, talk to them about getting that on the site. Uh, but I'm welcome to have people contact me, but so far I've been reaching out to them. And that, and I have to tell you that that does control the flow a bit because there are only so many hours in a day. <laughs> so. Well, and you probably want to do some degree of due diligence as well to make sure that the, the yes. course is, you're happy with the quality of the course before you put it on your site as well. Is that part of it? Yeah, the- that, that's, that, that's true. And, and that's the other thing too. I, there are certain, and I've gotten, I kind of developed that skill through my um, academic uh, side. So I am a person who would say that uh, looking at a YouTube video is the equivalent of, of reading an article. Article. I mean, they're largely the same uh, for uh, to assign to a class, right? And as I did that, and I really developed a bit of a library for my students, I'm able to pretty quickly triage what is quality good content for this and what isn't. Uh, 
And, uh, and so um, I kind of apply that skill to what we're looking at here. Uh, you know, we're not going to get any uh, robo voices or anything like that. That's not where this is going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan. Oh, that's great. Before we wrap up the podcast part of the show, and hopefully uh, Matt will agree to stay on for some bonus content. I just want to, I just want to talk about one of our great sponsors and that's WP Fusion. What is WP Fusion? Um, it enables your WordPress and your learning management system to really communicate effectively with your CRM, like Active Campaign, Drip. There's a host of them in the market at the present moment. And it puts that communication on steroids. So you can do these great automatic marketing um, funnels that everybody's talking about um, and really personalize the content that you're showing to different people that are going through your website. It's really interesting. It's really important. So if that sounds interesting for yourself or you're working for a client, go to the WP Fusion website and use the coupon code WP tonic or uppercase and you'll get an exclusive deal you'll get 25% of any of the packages that WP Fusion offers and it's got they've got a lot of training on there and you can see how easy it is to integrate effectively with your WordPress website your learning management system with your CRM of choice um, before we also before we wrap up the show, I like to say that um, we're going to be doing a webinar. Unfortunately, last month's one we had to cancel because we were having some technical problems. They've been sorted out, folks. Uh, um, so we're doing a webinar, a free webinar on the seven things you need to know before you do your first course, and we'll be doing that um, in May on Thursday, the thirtieth at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you want to register for that, all you have to do is go to the WP Tonic, wp-tonic.com backstroke webinar, and then you can register for free. And the course is, to is also going to be totally free, the webinar. And you'll be at the lovely live company of Cindy for an hour, and we're going to cover a load of stuff. We're going to see you next week where we're going to have another excellent guest like Matt. Um, like I say, if you want to see the bonus content, go to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. I normally post the full interview plus bonus content on that before you can listen to it on iTunes. Or you can go to the WP Tonic website and there'll be a full set of um, show notes. Resources. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Sorry, that was a mouthful, but... Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, Actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to look into this. Uh, I like that idea about your um, uh, the, the Fusion product you're talking about, but also um, get, send me a note on the webinar because I, I'm thinking I ought to push that out to my content providers. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that because I, I really want people to... Um, I don't know, Cindy, if you've gotten anybody, but I've been talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, when it comes to actually um, non-profits and content and um, providing content what are some of the key things you think non-profits need to know about this whole world of the internet websites content uh, 
I think, I mean, like anything else, right, it's uh, parsing out what is what is real, what isn't real. Um, I, I think there, uh, and there's a, a real dynamic there. In other words, um, uh, and, and that's one of the things, I mean, you know, plug myself here, right? I'm, the, the number one rule for my website is it's educational. Uh, and everybody I speak to, you know, that's, they get that. And so their content is educational. Uh, not, that's not the case for everybody. Uh, and so uh, being able to think, discern what's education and what's kind of infomercial is, is important. Uh, what, um, what other things so far as content goes? Um, I, th- I think that putting out, I mean, we talked earlier uh, about um, about writing and about getting things in a uh, kind of a graspable format. Uh, one of the um, I don't call it an issue, uh, but a lot of my content providers and I talked to them about this put out long stuff. They're putting out like an hour <laughs> uh, webinar. No, no, no. Twenty minutes is really good, <laughs> right? Think about our our tolerance for sitting for a TV show. And, and being able to have something that's really tight uh, and uh, and you're distracted and all that. So uh, less is more and being able to chop things up into smaller pieces to get folks focused. Uh, that's really important because so many people just lose, well, not only do they lose their attention on it, but they also get uh, distracted. Something else happens, they have to stop. You don't want them to stop on uh you know, minute 15 of 50, you want them to stop on minute 12 of 15 <laughs> so that they can come back and finish it up easily. I think, I think that's so right. I also think a lot of people, you know, in a lot of nonprofits that I've worked with, um, are like a junior or somebody that's got an English degree, they're kind of thrown onto the website and um, it depends on the resources and the maturity or of the organization, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of them don't realize it's a combination of social media, video with written content in a, a semi-engaging format. Would you agree with that? Well, I'll tell you, not only agree with it, I can prove it. <laughs> that, um, in fundraising, multi-channel marketing is much more effective. You can't like this whole idea of, well, direct mail is dead. Direct mail isn't dead. Direct mail, like, Think of movies, right? Television didn't kill movies. Television made movies do what they did best, which is tell a really different kind of story than a television show. And the same thing with direct mail and, and social media, right? That you, when you use them in combination, it's much better. And the same thing on, on a website, using different kinds of media, the written word, video, audio, right, is much more effective than just plastering stuff up. The other thing that's really much uh, more effective is you can have the same words, the exact same uh, that you would in a paper document, but formatting it is huge. And being able to format something so that it's easily readable and you pick it up quickly as opposed to having big, thick block paragraphs. Um, You'd be surprised. I mean, we've been talking about this for years, uh, but people still, you know, big thick block paragraphs because they don't understand that it's a different writing style. I mean, one of my, <laughs> my, my frustrating clients on my writing side of my world are English majors uh, because they, uh, and, and God bless them, they know all the rules, <laughs> but, but colloquial English does not follow all the rules. 
<laughs> and so uh, uh, being able to know your audience, which is another part of this too, right? Knowing your target audience and who you're writing to, having that avatar out there in your head of that person who you're, you're writing to or who's going to be at your website. Those are major things to, to keep in mind. All right. Cindy? Um, it, I, you're speaking my language there, Matt, because <laughs> I, I think it's especially important with the medium, too, to be super concise, super clear as to what you're conveying, because there's so many other distractions. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, if you're going to a lecture hall, well, you're often stuck there for the hour or what have you, whereas on a computer, you can flip over easily to other websites. Like it just it's even more important to be super concise with your message when it comes to being online. So anyway, you're speaking my language. Well, the other thing too is stories. I mean, the human brain is wired to, to understand stories and to hear stories. So being able to elucidate something in terms of not only the facts themselves, right, but bring them and engage them emotionally in the story really makes a difference. I mean, what, what do the retailers say, right? People buy emotionally and justify logically. Yes. Well, get them engaged in buying that. Think of that car you bought. Oh, I love that car. I, you know, it, it just fits me right. But, oh, but do you know it gets so many miles to a gallon and that it gets this uh, and that, you know, and you can name all the specs of the car. You're justifying at that point. Get them yeah. hooked on that emotion first. And, and I imagine non, in the nonprofit world, that storytelling to get them to connect emotionally is kind of even oh. more it's huge it really is uh daniel pink talks about uh what is that autonomy mastery purpose right nonprofits own purpose right <laughs> and so their ability to uh work with uh, uh those emotional stories should be really good if uh and yet i am always shocked at how people can make a really exciting story sound dull <laughs> so. So I, I do have a question for you, though, Matt. In yeah. terms of, so if somebody's listening to the podcast and they and they think they have a course that might um, mm-hmm. um, work for your website, what what's the process? What do they do in terms of? Yeah, uh, just uh, reach out to me. Um, send me a note at matt m a t t hug h u g g at nonprofitedu.com. Uh, tried to get the idea that it was an educational thing, right? Um, so that's probably the easiest way to go or go to the website nonprofit.courses and you'll see up at the top one of the links is for content providers and you'll find some things there. You'll find your video there, Cindy, and um, uh, but also uh, ways to connect in with me as well. Yeah. So if they're not sure, they can reach out to see whether or not you can vet them from that perspective. Oh, yeah. See if it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I get, I'm starting to get more calls on this and I'm happy to talk to folks about it. I think that's really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Jonathan. So, Matt, um, what are there some specific nonprofit organisations that you think that are really um, getting it right with their online messaging, storytelling, and general online marketing? Gosh, I've always been impressed with World Vision's work. Um, they're a, a child. Uh, uh, they, they work largely with children in, uh, in developing countries. Um, I've actually had a lot of personal interaction with them and uh, feel that they're, uh, they do a good job. And I know, actually, I uh, know the digital media people, uh, or at least one of the people there, and have uh, uh, feel good about his work. Um, thinking who else? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in, I tend to be inclined toward the uh, other organizations like that, Heifer, uh, for example, uh, is another one. Um, other, they're doing good. Well, it depends on, on how, uh, 
what we're talking about in terms of, of messaging, you know, telling stories that way. Um, you can find. I'll tell, some- tell you one area where I think yeah. a lot of people do fall, but it's very subjective. And uh, it was a discussion I was having with a previous guest last week. Hmm. It's um, building really a, a feeling of community. Um, I know it's with um, a couple, I've been approached by a, a couple of people that are looking to run in the political arena. When you go to their websites, they're attractive. They've been, obviously, perfect, the copies professionally. They've got, some, they've invested a lot of money in video and video production, but there's no real sense of also wanting to build a community apart from consistently trying to get your email address asking for money. Um, um, You got any insights about this tricky thing about building real community before you're asking for money from people? Well, uh, so, I mean, I live in both worlds and, and, you know, they say no money, no mission, no mission, no money. (laughs) But, uh, uh, first of all, telling stories that are are authentic, and, and that's and, and you know, authentic is a really uh, kind of a hackneyed word in so many ways. But it's true that if you get somebody's personality out, it really makes a big difference. Um, and they and people overlook all sorts. Of, believe me, I know people look over all sorts of imperfections based on <laughs> on things, right? And, and if if they like you, if they want to connect with you. So that's one. Another one is consistency, is being able to tell a message all the time that is within the realm of what you're doing. Uh, think about, I, I like to, especially in the nonprofit world, remind folks that we are in largely more in the advertising business than the journalism business. In other words, we can tell the same story different ways time and time again. But one thing we can learn from the advertising business is that the the advertisers who are always there, even with little stuff here and there, are the ones you remember. Um, and, and that's the community you build. A lot of nonprofits, this is kind of a, outside the nonprofit world, might be a little known fact, even outside fundraising, that if, uh, that back to, I was talking about direct mail earlier at one point, that people who send you small amounts of money over time will leave you in their will at a much higher rate than somebody who makes a big gift. And that's fascinating because they feel part of your community and you may never have connected with them personally, but they feel like they know you. They feel like you are part of their family and they want to see your mission continue. So they, uh, these are the ones who tend to be giving in the will uh, as opposed to somebody who you, you talk to and you, you know, do the big major gift score. But those little drips are really going to add up over time. It makes a big difference, not only in their regular monthly giving, we'll say, but in that uh, final giving when their will matures, as they say in the business. Uh, so uh, building that sense of community, um, uh, it, consistency is huge. It, it really is. You can't just be a one and done thing. All right, mate. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the, the bonus content. Now. It's been a blast talking to you. You're going to have to come well, back. Thank you so come, much. Really come back it. on the come back on the show. Um, it, I think we've covered a lot of interesting content. Um, like I say, folks, um, if you're watching this um, um, before the 30th of May, we're doing a free webinar. 
um, the seven things you need to know to do your first course. It's with me and my better half, Cindy. Uh, and we'll be doing that at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the 30th of May. So if you're watching that before the 30th, please join it. You can go to WPTonic backslash webinar and you can sign up for free and you'll be given some reminder emails so you don't mix, miss joining us live on the 9th on uh, 9am on the 30th of May. We'll see you next week, folks, where we can have another great guest like Matt. Speak to you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.